Are there some days when you can't seem to muster the motivation to do what's right in front of you? First, let me state that this happens to all of us. It is common. But some people have figured out how to tap into sources of motivation when this occurs. And this ability to effectively self-motivate oneself distinguishes high-achieving professionals from everyone else. And to make it a little more complicated, motivation is a personal experience. What works for one person might not work for you. This episode covers common strategies to consistently stay motivated that work for most people. If you are new to the Women Taking the Lead podcast, hello and welcome. I'm Jody Flynn. I'm a leadership development consultant, speaker, and author. I am the current president of the board for the Maine Women's Conference, and I have the privilege and joy to work with women leaders to hone the skills and the mindset that allow them to grow into and then thrive in senior leadership. My specialization is working with women who are still stabilizing after their last promotion and those who want to be ready for the next one. It is my belief that for more women to hold positions of senior leadership, there are changes at the individual and organizational level that need to occur. Not only do women need to be trained and coached on how to operate at these levels of leadership, organizations need to change their paradigm of how the work gets done and what supports are in place for leaders to do their job. If we are not already connected on LinkedIn, please send me an invitation to connect. You can find me directly at linkedin.com forward slash IN forward slash Jody Flynn, or you can search for Jody Flynn on the platform. I'm very active on LinkedIn, so I should be at or near the top of the search results. You'll see the follow button is prominent on my profile, but if you click on the more button to the right, you'll find the option to connect. Click on that and be sure to add a note to the invitation, letting me know you're a listener of the podcast. I would love to connect with you and get to know you better. There are many reasons why you might not be motivated to do a particular task or dive into a particular project. Before we dive into strategies to overcome a lack of engagement for anything in particular, first, check in with yourself. You might have a lack of motivation because one of your needs has not gotten met. If you are tired, hungry, if there's an emergency in another part of your life, your lack of motivation is signaling that you need to put your attention somewhere else for the time being. This will also include taking breaks to clear your mind, get some fresh air, and get your blood flowing. Regular movement doesn't have to be a workout. It can mean maybe walking across the building to use the restroom. If you work from home, you can do a loop around the neighborhood or even do a quick but physical household chore. This also includes taking days off to renew your energy, whether it's the weekend or a vacation. I often hear people say they feel a renewed surge of energy and motivation after taking a vacation. I know I feel that way often. That's because rest is required for motivation. Right? We have to have, you know, when we think of activity, we, get, we need to have peaks and valleys. We need to have a lot of activity and then rest and a lot of activity, maybe moderate activity 
and rest. And I don't know if you've heard of the principle of diminishing returns. The principle of diminishing returns states that consistent effort without opportunities for recharging over time will produce fewer and fewer returns. If you were to work five hours straight without breaks, you are likely your most productive in the first hour or two. By the third hour, you might be flagging. And by the last hour, while you might be producing some results, they are fewer and they take more effort on your part to produce than they did in that first hour or two. If instead of working five hours straight, you had taken a 10-minute break every hour, you would have produced more results in four hours and 10 minutes than you would have in five hours. Don't underestimate the power of short breaks, days off, and unplugged vacations. I also find that there are times that I'm feeling completely unmotivated because I said yes to something that I didn't want to say yes to. Has that ever happened to you? You say yes for whatever reason, and then mm, really don't want to do what you committed to. In this case, I would need to have a conversation with myself as to whether or not I need to have a conversation with the person I said yes to. I need to decide to stick with it and do it and choose to do it or let the other person know I said yes when I should have said no. Now, in this case, what's really powerful is something I share with my clients. Change the language that you're using about your commitment. Saying or thinking, I have to or I should is not motivating. With this language, you are coming from a place of, I don't have control, I don't have power, I'd rather be doing something else, but I have to do this, right? There's this energy, this mood around that language that doesn't empower you and will not make you feel good. So instead, if you're going to do the task or fulfill the promise, change your language to, I get to. I want to, or I choose to. This is the language of choice and power and creates a positive experience. If someone had, for whatever reason, can't lead the meeting that they normally lead and they've asked you to facilitate the meeting on their behalf and you agreed, but you dreaded it because you already have a lot to do, but you know you're going to do it right? You've decided you're not going to delegate it to someone else or get back to the person who asked you to say, I said yes, but actually I can't. So it, in this case where you're going to move forward and you're going to do it, instead of saying, I have to run this meeting or I should run this meeting, say, I get to run this meeting. There are other people who would like to be meet- leading this meeting, but I get to. Or I want to lead this meeting. This is a good opportunity. I'm going to enjoy this. I want to lead this meeting. Or place of complete choice. I choose to lead this meeting. I choose it. Nothing else, period. I choose to lead this meeting. All the resistance goes away when you use those three phases instead and little secret here that I don't think I'm giving away. Resistance is what causes us stress. 
resistance to reality, resistance to whatever's going on. If we can embrace it and move forward, the stress goes away and we can get stuff done. And then suddenly you feel motivation coming back. Okay, I really didn't plan on talking about that, but it was right there for me as I was recording this. So there you go, language for motivation. Okay, all that being said, if all that is going on is you're feeling somewhat stagnant, here are some things you can try to boost your motivation. One, design specific goals that are intrinsically motivated. Have the activity be a reward in itself. So when you're doing an activity such as creating an episode of your podcast, (laughs) tap into what the activity does for you just in the doing of it. Drafting a podcast and thinking of the women who will benefit from this information puts me in touch with my purpose, my why, and that can fire me up. Even though overall, writing and creating content is an energy drain for me rather than an energy booster. If the activity is tied to an external factor, such as meeting a deadline or giving yourself a reward for completion, it will likely get done. However, check in with yourself and gauge how motivated you were to do the activity. Did you procrastinate? Did you have to expend a lot of energy to muster the motivation to get moving? If that's the case, you likely would not claim that you were highly motivated. I will admit, I am someone who is externally motivated to do what I say I'm going to do. If I agree to do a piece of a project for someone, it will get done because another person is counting on me. But I'm not motivated to do my best work if that's all that is motivating me. I will be much more motivated to excel at my work if the task is tied to something that is important to me. That may sound selfish, but you have to be honest with yourself. If you were in this scenario, it may be your colleague's success and having a moment to shine that is highly motivating because of the relationship that you have with your colleague. But if that driver isn't there, you can probably find something that is important for you to tap into. Whatever the activity is that you're resisting, check in and see what intrinsic value the task has in and of itself for you. Now that I've extolled intrinsic motivation, let's give external rewards their due. External rewards are great when you want to keep your momentum on a long-term project or initiative. To keep moving or to keep the quality of your work high throughout a long initiative, create milestone incentives throughout. The key here is to make sure the incentives are tied to the results you want to achieve. There is a difference between speed and quality, individual contribution and collaborative effort. Know what you want to incentivize and make sure the incentive is in harmony with the result you are looking for. For instance, if the goal is to get ahead on projects before the holidays hit, giving yourself extra time off before the holidays will work against your goal. In this case, buying yourself fresh cut flowers to brighten up your workspace or getting a massage on the weekend might be great rewards for you. Or if the team goal is to reduce spending this quarter, rewarding the team with an outing that costs money will work against your goal. However, depending on 
where your team is on hitting other goals, there may be some wiggle room to reward them with extra time off. Incentivizing the right behavior with the right rewards can help you or your team stay motivated against those long-term initiatives. Do you know what your needs are as a leader? A little break here for me to check in on your leadership development. Do you know what your individual leadership development needs are? Knowing what you need as a leader is the first step to becoming more confident and competent in your leadership. I developed the Leadership Operating System Quiz for women like you. This holistic self-assessment allows you to assess your effectiveness in leading others, leading yourself, your ability to influence, your ability to manage your energy, and your communication skills. It's a way for you to quickly identify where you could focus your developmental resources. It will take you about three minutes for you to complete, and if you think about it, that's a quick turnaround to gain insight into what would improve your effectiveness as a leader and make being a leader easier and more enjoyable. What's your leadership operating system? Find out by visiting womentakingthelead.com to take a fun, easy leadership inventory. A big goal or project is overwhelming. The smaller you can break a goal down, the easier it is to keep moving. How many times have you had something on your to-do list and you procrastinated on it because you thought it was going to take forever to complete, only to discover once you did finally do the task that it didn't take nearly as long as you thought it was going to take? If you're like me, your next thought would probably be, I should have done this a long time ago. But instead of doing the task and moving on, you and I had to live with the burden of having it hang over our heads for quite a while. It might have even started making us feel bad for not getting it done. If we believe a task is going to take a lot of time and energy, our minds will come up with all sorts of reasons why we should really do something else. The reason for this is our minds really, really like small wins. Small wins in and of themselves are motivating. A day we are checking off a to-do list full of small tasks feels incredibly productive. A day when we move five projects forward but can't check anything off yet might be experienced as unproductive if we can't convince our mind that moving forward presents a small win. You recognize this on the days when you report being busy all day but can't remember getting anything done. The solution to this is to break whatever you are working on into smaller tasks. I'll go back to the example of producing an episode of this podcast. I used to have a task called create podcast episode for my solo episodes. I would dread the day this was on, typically Monday, and it was not uncommon for that task to get pushed to Tuesday, then to Wednesday, and so on, only to complete the episode somewhere between Friday and Sunday. That task has now become, one, set up folders. Two, gather the three to four research articles I'm going to use in the episode. Three, read the research articles. Four, draft an outline. Five, write the post. 
Six, write intro, mid-roll, and outro. Seven, record episode. Eight, save in folder and create task in Asana for editor. Then there's an entire other list of tasks that involve graphics, WordPress, social media posts, hashtags, etc. It's a lot more motivating to see progress than to see a task that lingers because you can't quite check it off yet. You can also get motivated when you see how close you are to getting done. When I realize that with just a little more effort and time, I'll be done, I definitely feel motivated to keep going. Breaking the overall goal of creating a podcast episode down gave my mind some ease. I don't dread the day when I see gathering research and reading articles on my to-do list. I dig right into it and can get an enormous amount of work done that day, largely because I'm not distracted by trivial things as a way to reduce stress. And lastly, talk about your projects and goals with other high performers and achievers and find out about theirs. Exchange best practices and struggles. There are so many benefits of exchanging information. You may get new ideas and solutions for your own work. Contributing ideas and advice will give you a confidence boost. You may be able to trade off the pieces of your work that you struggle with, but the other person excels at and vice versa. Also, Tapping into how our work output and performance impacts others can be highly motivating. Wanting to be a positive role model for your team and peers can give you a boost of energy when you might normally call it a day. If you need help staying highly motivated, let's chat. And if your last promotion left you feeling unstable in your leadership role, or you are looking to develop into your next role, I invite you to consider working with me. I would love to support you through the transition, help you get your bearings, and feeling confident in your leadership once again. You can find the link to schedule an exploration call with me in the episode description. If you're listening through a mobile device, the link will be in your podcast app. If you are listening through the Women Taking the Lead website, the link will be toward the bottom of the episode webpage. If you are going to ask your company to sponsor you to work with a coach, there's also a link to access a checklist that will help you prepare for the conversation. As always, I hope this was of value to you and here's to your success.